Hi, this is Jeff Tate, and you're listening to Middle Aged Metalheads. Welcome back to Middle Aged Metalheads and our discussion of the greatest and the most underrated singers in heavy metal. Scott, you're leading us into uh, underrated potentially with your your Tony Martin reference. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, you listen to that catalog. That guy's brought some good uh, good songs to the to the table, and he meshes well with uh, Tony and his playing and the style that the Sabbath is in this later uh, stage of their career or that later stage, anyway. Um, so again, I think from an underrated perspective, you know, he should get some more attention. But again in the shadow of Ozzy, Dio, and even the Ian, uh, Ian Gillen era. So the, the, those records, if I remember correctly, they're like uh, Eternal Idol and... Uh, Headless Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TYR. TYR, there you go. Yeah, th- those are those are really kind of like nice records. And, and again, uh, they, they, they at least for me, I, I, I enjoy them. I, I, would, I would not put them you know, uh, on the same shelf with like uh, early classic Black Sabbath, but just like with the Glenn Hughes record, uh, Seven Stars, like I'm just a sucker. I just, I just enjoyed that. Yeah. I love that one too. And actually I saw that tour. And in fact, uh, uh, Glenn Hughes was off the tour by the time they hit Philly and we got the Ray Gillen experience. So he was off the charts. Great. So, and those songs are awesome live. I mean, they really translated well to uh, a live venue. You're welcome. What was that? <laughs> uh, Carrie liked Ian Gillum on uh, Born Again. On Born Again. Mm-hmm. That was a great tour as well. Ian Gillum was not, in top form. Trash is awesome. Not to be like Ray Gillen. Two different guys, right? Ian Gillen and Ray Gillen, correct. Yeah, but Ray Gillen did the tour. I saw that. I saw that show too. At Spectrum. That was an awesome tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he sounded great. Last opened up on the uh, what's what was the uh, uh, Last Command tour. Well. If you're, nice. gonna up, if you're gonna bring up underrated singers, that that would be my main guy. Wacky Lawless, yeah, yeah he's on my list too. All the time, sounds great all the time. When we were putting together this list, my wife gave me some honorable mentions, and Blackie was on her list. Oh. And, uh, it, her, her her mentions were Jack Russell and Blackie Lawless. Right. Jack Russell, Jack, yeah. Jack's, he's a good blues singer. Yeah. He's a good singer. Yeah. This you is the first time. I've had somebody on my list who's on somebody else's list. Blackie was my number three underrated. Yeah, Blackie, uh, dude, Blackie's fucking great. Yeah, he's great. It every record style in too. general. And New stuff's great too. I like him yeah. a lot better on bass. I know he, he prefers guitar, but I think his bass playing is much Agreed. better. So, Joey, tell tell us about Black, you and Blackie. Oh man, I mean, uh, I think uh, John like kind of led, led to like my also the first experience with Wasp, which was also. Even though I heard him before the metal shop, you know, I didn't hear uh, the animal song, but I had the cassette and, uh, you know, I actually, you know, I think, yeah, no, I did. It was one of the first cassettes I actually bought at this place called shop called East, which was behind this like Asian antique place. You had to buy all your metal earrings and all your memorabilia and stuff and all, but I saw the cover and it was definitely one of those, wow, these guys look crazy kind of things. And uh, I loved it from, you know, front to back, you know, and then metal shop came on air and everybody started requesting. Like, <laughs> uh, actually like I have my, my 15 minutes of fame is calling into metal shop. Uh, while wasp was on uh, the metal shop and I got to talk to Joey Vera from armor saying, and while everybody's like saying all these sexist jokes and asking all these questions, I was like 15, 16 years old. And I'm like, 
so tell me about the video. <laughs> you know, what's the video about? You know? <laughs> While Blackie Laws and Chris Holmes are in the background, supposedly hanging women upside down from their ankles, doing God knows what. But uh, you know, he's done some really interesting things over the years too. Uh, you know, he's a studio guy, and Wasp was a studio band before they actually started doing the whole. You know, they totally ripped off Alice Cooper. You know, and then them and uh, out Nizzy Borden's another great singer too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're gonna get gonna get into that. Uh, but yeah, but Black Lost, it's like he always sounds good. I mean, I, see, I watch, I, I've, lately I've been watching some live videos of him, and he just sounds just exactly like the records. He sounds so great. He's got a great range. You know, his politics are kind of crazy, but for the most part, you know, he's keeping it interesting. You know, he has been for the last 15 years. So uh, I love that about him. And he, you know, I wish some of his new music did have a producer because you could tell he's producing some of these records. <laughs> uh, I could t- I could tell by the production of it. You know, uh, does anybody so, know what Lizzie Borden's real name is? You know, I should know. I actually I actually, I, I actually I a guitar player. Uh, rest, uh, Alex, you know, may he rest in pl- uh, peace. He passed away. But uh, yeah, New, Philadelphia, New Jersey has a weird is a weird home for musicians after they kind of succeed and they want to come and retire here for some reason i don't know why but he was one uh alex was one of those guitar players from Izzy born and he lived out with me in jersey and uh they just those guys just couldn't they really couldn't make it touring that was their whole thing they sold record they actually sold records but so you know, once again we strayed away from the original question yeah i'm sorry damn it so where are we, where, where are we back give me back in, in, in i wanted to know if anybody knows the original name or the real name of lizzie borden Oh, the real name? Yeah. Why? What? I don't care. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you know. Somehow, Jersey, Philadelphia area bands. I think it's Keith. California. <laughs> Keith Borden. Yeah. I know. He, I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm gonna say his name is like Bob Richardson. <laughs> that's that's his name. The lead singer of Lizzie Borden. Bob Carey. Carty. Okay, so I'm I'm, 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 I'm absolutely going to like, you know, double down here on on, uh, the Blackie Lawless love because as... uh, Is this yours too? He's he's on my list. All right. I I just want everybody's list. Again, I think we, 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 we all like love in a sort of like uh how should we say like a guilty pledge we love wasp you know wasp is like i remember like the the first time i experienced wasp was like opening up like uh like a circus magazine and there was like a full cover ad which basically was the front cover as you could see from uh from from this lp is like what the fuck is this about? <laughs> and uh, I, I think either a friend like started playing it for me, or I just went out and bought it like almost spontaneously. And, and the moment I put it on, you hear, "I want to be somebody." It's like, oh, so good. These guys are not that scary. Actually, it turns out these guys know how to write some fucking songs, and the the, the lead singer has like a really distinctive voice and it just it, it just kind of draws you in there's like a kind of charisma about it where like the, the guy blackie lawless is a character but he's a very talented musician and singer songwriter all together it just 
again and 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 we know that blackie still tours still puts out records and yeah he does have some wonky sort of truther ideas about you know 9-11 and whatnot but uh hey that's that's fine he's not on a major label but damn it you put on a blackie lawless record you you know it it's you know it's uh he, he just has like such a distinct voice about him, and and again, whether or not, even like the, by the time they got to the second record, they were already switching around, either instruments or, or or members of the band, and it just became like a revolving door as as it was from the days when he was in uh, the L.A. band London. Yeah, I mean they couldn't hold down a drummer for like an entire record. Yeah, no, it was it was always somebody else, always somebody else. Well, I'll tell you, when I saw them open on their first tour for Metallica on the ride tour, yeah, great tour. I mean, they were like a chainsaw to the face, man. They were just like all on, you know, full on. It was insane. It was great. You know, you had Blackie drinking blood from a skull and yeah. throwing shit in the crowd. And I mean, it was all, it was great, man. It was good stuff. Right. Meat. Didn't they throw meat yeah. at the crowd? Oh, yeah, they were throwing hamburger oh, in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, and again, I I would have to like pause here to say like as, as great as those things are to our sort of like immature adolescent <laughs> selves, and, and then there are like stories where like one of the things that uh, Blackie and uh, and Chris Holmes would do is like uh, Chris would uh, put like a Hershey bar in in the backside of his pants and <laughs> show. Uh, Blackie would like reach into it and then eat it. It's like, okay, that's how about the music, guys? <laughs> Showmanship. Showmanship. Yeah. Oh. yeah, well, Gigi Allen really did that. <laughs> right? Gigi Allen's not a musician, though, either. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's been done. They were all great musicians, but then, you know, they resorted to these things. It's just kind of like, all right, so you're going to piss off the PMRC and whatnot, but you're going to sell a lot of records in the process. So, uh, again, like taking a page from uh, from Alice Cooper, you know, the theatrics, the, the as uh, crude or <laughs> depraved as they might be, uh, makes the kids just kind of like, I got to see that shit. I, I know these three are supposed to be underrated, but uh, I'm going to go with Sebastian Bach. That's a good one. Just because uh, I like him, and and I love those first two Skid Row records. And he was so damn hot looking. He was great on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, it's, it's like we were talking about with Ozzy. Is, is he the best singer? No, but... He's recognizable immediately. When you hear Sebastian, you know it's Sebastian. Um, or at least I do. I, I think that first Skid Row record is fantastic. I mean, my my area of, of music in, in this genre that I prefer, I like the 80s hair metal bands. And some of them have not aged super well, but I, I still Ugh. love that record. Does your <laughs> wife listen to this podcast? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He loves Sebastian Bach too. That's what right. I can yeah. sing. He has. Let me toss out another one <laughs> since I'm getting hell for Sebastian. No, hey, Sebastian can sing. He got pipes. No, I like Sebastian. He's got a killer range. Yeah, no, he really he's like, does. He's like a rock version of Rob Halford. Let, let me toss out another one to keep the train moving. How about Steve Whiteman from Kicks? Oh Good yeah, I love that one. 
That's love great. it. Yeah, I think I think if you were to look in an encyclopedia about a, a prototypical metal sound to a voice, uh, Steve Whiteman would be in the running because uh, those mid '80s records. I mean, for for a certain type of metal, I think uh, that guy's voice is great. And uh, and like we talk about, a lot of bands still going. Kicks still sounds pretty great. Yeah, I, I love kicks. So those those are those are two great East Coast choices there. And we know that Sebastian's from like Toronto, like Drake or whatnot. But uh, <laughs> he's a Jersey guy now. Quite, he's an LA guy now. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But uh, you, 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 Sebastian Bach basically like he was like the face and the voice that like launched like two million records when they. Uh, you know when the when the second album was uh, was released, and uh, he has like an intense personality, and I think that's, that that comes across in the in the music. That again, unfortunately, he doesn't like write. Um, so uh, again, I, we know like uh, Snake and and Rachel, they basically like stole the band away from him, and they 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 still tour uh, with uh, no, the. Well, they, they kicked him out. Records <laughs> have they sold since? As a result of that, and and again, on new records, yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those sort of an unfortunate things. It's like, oh, we we, we could uh, we could get on without uh, without our lead singer, without our like the, the centerfold. It's like that's just not true. You know, They're like Sabbath did it. Well. <laughs> Deep Purple did it. Deep Purple did it. We could do it too. Yeah, we're but freaking it, it, Skid Row. It, <laughs> in, this, in this particular case, it, it, it didn't work out. And, and again, as far as like Kicks goes, yeah, Kicks is uh, an underrated band with like a lot of great musicians, and 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 people would not call them metal necessarily, but uh, they just have like such a fun intensity about them. Such a great hard rock band, just. And again, they, if you check it out on uh, Amazon Music or wherever you like, uh, you know, you get your streams from. But uh, they just re-released uh, "Blow Your Fuse" with, uh, and I'm gonna blow my fuse real soon here. <laughs> break up the monotony. Yeah, in that in that same breath, Mike. Same with the Skid Row record. They just released a 30th anniversary. The same uh, with uh, with the second alive disc. All right, both of the Wilson sisters from Heart. That's on oh, your list. I'll go with one of them. Oh, they were both great. I know the one, the blondie, was the guitar player, but she did sing. Yeah, she was good. I, I, I mean, Ann Wilson, her voice is stunning. It really is. I don't know how deep it falls into a, a conversation of metalheads, but no, she, she is a phenomenal singer. All right. <laughs> did you, you? Any of you guys ever see Heart? It was at the Kennedy Center. It's on YouTube. Oh, right? yeah, I love that. Yep. Yeah. And Led Zeppelin's in the audience, and Rob Halford starts crying. Or Rob Halford, yeah. It's um, Robert Plant. Thank you, Robert Plant. I, I mean, I, I still think that, you know, when they flirted with sort of getting back together and Robert Plant harpooned that idea, them going out, if Jimmy Page would have played with, with Ann Wilson, I had to watch that because they, they're, they're a really great pairing. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know the Wilson sisters—they they do a lot of uh, Zeppelin stuff, anyhow. Uh, How the hell did Mike get the microphone already? 
because it's going to be on for another half an hour. It, it's a free for all. It's a conversation. So, is, are the two Wilson sisters your number one and number two? <laughs> yes, no, no, Wilson no. is his number two. All right. And how about Wilson Phillips? Can we throw them in there too? Sure. <laughs> if we, might as well. I'm going to throw round it out. Who sang that song from uh, from from uh, from Bridesmaids? Right. Hold on, Mike. Who's left? I, I think we have to like change Carrie's diaper here, so uh, we're gonna like uh, take a break. Um, I'm gonna throw out here from my list one Chuck Billy. From wow. All right. So, All right. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Billy is a powerful singer. Uh, and, and again, I, I know like sometimes we, we, we talk about uh, in, in our most recent episode uh, about thrash metal and, and, and how it's uh, cacophony is sometimes the most sort of like exciting part of uh, the experience of listening to that music. And, and we know that a lot of that music has evolved to the point not to like quote, uh, you know, Sharon Osbourne, but where the singers just kind of like give up. Sorry. trying to like sing songs and it, they end up sounding a lot like cookie monster or you know silverware that's gotten lost down inside the, you know the, the the garbage disposal uh chuck billy is you know for for a long time has delivered like some really strong vocals articulate and growly really again like it, it, it's aggressive and and uh uh, and, and kind of interesting in, in, in the way that he presents it. And uh, for, for a band like them, and they're, they're still around too, right? And uh, still putting out great music. Uh, you know, they, they, went, uh, they went soft before Metallica went soft with their uh, Nothing Else Matters. Uh, they called their ballad, what did they call it? Gosh, the ballad. <laughs> and it was... And again, it was it was tender. It was, but it still had like the growly sort of like delivery of uh, of Chuck Billy, uh, who again is a, a, a great underrated singer. Just throwing that out there. All right. It sounds like he should be wrestling like Sunday mornings on WWF. Chuck Billy. That's right, Chuck Billy, and from parts unknown, <laughs> Chuck. Billy. All right, so that, that takes us around back to uh, to David. Come on. Uh, well, my first one was David Lee Roth. First right. underrated. That's my first underrated. Very right. famous, very underrated. Uh, and I say that I say that for a lot of reasons. I love David Lee Roth. He's he's one of the only reasons I like Van Halen. And he went out solo and killed it. It's dead. No argument here. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a Dave wannabe. Uh, I, it's funny. I, I actually watched a concert today, a Van Halen concert, where David Roth sang really well. I was really blown away. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they did that reunion tour a couple years ago, they Philly was like the fourth or fifth stop or something, and he still had a whole lot in the tank, and he was great. Uh, he well, was I'll, let me jump on there, because I saw opening night on that tour. So when they, they came back after 20 years and hadn't played together, first night of that tour was um, – uh, Bob Katarina in North Carolina. And I happened to be uh, doing some studies in uh, Clemson in South Carolina. So I jumped out of my class at around five, got in the car and I drove up and I bought a ticket and went in. I had about second, third row right against the stage. And it was one of the most magical shows 
because I had seen Dave in 82 and 84. So, you know, I knew that he was kind of hit or miss live anyway. Um, but we go in, magical night. Nobody really kind of knows what to expect. The the black curtain drops. They go into You Really Got Me. The place goes ape shit. And they come out and they run through like four or five tunes. It's hit machine. Hit, hit, hit. Yeah. And the crowd's going crazy. They stop and they take about a three or four minute break. And the crowd is just screaming at top voice. And I've been to a lot of shows. Yeah. But that was one that sticks in my mind as just you know a magical feeling because the band maybe didn't know what to fully expect from the crowd. The crowd didn't know what to fully expect from the band. And that exchange was yeah. his voice no. was on top of after he, he delivered he delivered that he did the swords, he did the jumps, yeah, he, was great. he did everything. I heard later in the tour he it fell apart a little bit. He cut out the swords, but you know what? He's like a hundred years old. <laughs> and I, I came home to Philly in a couple of days and I saw the Philly show too. And he was great that night too. Yeah. He, his last show in Camden was awful. Uh, uh, thank God I knew all the words because me and my friends were all singing along. So, so bad, but uh, he, his voice was just gone, but believe it or not, but the best tour I ever saw him on was actually when he toured with Sammy Hagar. <laughs> he that, sounded, was, that was a good show. He I saw sounded, that too. Yep. Yeah. He sounded great. Cause they did all the, all the Van Halen songs. He wanted to hear off one and two. You know, fair warning, which is my favorite Van Halen record of all time. You know, so and he was just—I mean, he actually has a great range. People don't realize that. Like, he really has like a, like a four or five octave voice. He can do a lot of things with his voice, you know. But he's a partier too. And he's jumping around, dancing around. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what—that's his thing, you know. I, you know, he he just babbles. I actually had the opportunity to work with him uh, back in uh, your filthy little mouth tour when he came to the TLA and. Uh, he is never out of character. That's all I got to say. <laughs> He's a very flam, very flamboyant man. And, and, and nobody else sounds like him. When you, when you hear his voice or you hear his wow, you know, it's like. Oh, yeah. I spent spend my whole teenage years trying to do those screams. I can still yeah. do those screams, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get a room full of guitar players, and they all are just in the shadow of Eddie Van Halen. You know what I mean? And you put the two of them on stage. And they are, you know, head and head, you know, head to head with each other, and both very capable, and they just couldn't survive on the same stage. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a good call. Well, and 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 that's what we talk about in our Van Halen episode. So we're gonna we're gonna ask Scott here, like, you got another uh, underrated singer? I do. I'm going to throw one into the ring here. It's maybe a little unorthodox because it doesn't necessarily fit the specific metal genre, but they were metal in their genre. So I'm going to throw out there Lane Staley. Yeah. Lane okay. Staley. Hey. All right. So you're right, so of the grunge era bands. I think they're the most metal of the grunge era bands. So, I mean, I think they hold their own against the metal. Yeah. I, I thought about throwing Cornell onto my list in yeah. that yeah. same track. Cornell's on my list. But uh, so, so Scott, tell us about Lane Staley. Lane, uh, so I got an opportunity to see him twice. And uh, in fact, I saw him uh, on the um, Dirt tour about two weeks before Dirt dropped. And it was Allentown Fairgrounds. It was Motorhead opening. It was Allison Chains on Dirt tour. And then it was Ozzy No More Tears tour. And uh, so Motorhead comes out and they crush. I mean, they're great. And uh, so Allison Chains comes out and they roll through a couple of uh, songs off Facelift and they sound awesome. And so Lane is very was very soft-spoken on stage and he says uh, hey we got this new album we're gonna play some new songs they roll through you know angry chair down in a hole i mean just things that will ultimately be classics and mm -hmm. it's literally face melting i mean they're just so on top of their game just right in the sweet spot rolled through just the rest of the set it was just devastating 
I mean, they were so good. His voice was so on point. And then later in that tour, they played Lollapalooza and they played the JFK uh, grounds. And I uh, went to that show as well. And that was uh, Primus headlining yeah. and Alice in Chains came on right before them. And he was kind of a mess at that point. I mean, so he had already started getting heavy, I guess, into the heroin. If he hadn't already by the beginning of that tour, he definitely was in the throes at the end of that tour. And his voice was not nearly the same. Um, so, you know, just to be able to see that trajectory. But um, yeah, that uh, uh, Allentown show, I mean, it couldn't have been better. He was just off the charts great. Which group was that? Uh, Alice in Chains. Talking about uh, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains, a band that Carrie has never heard. Uh, I've heard him once or twice. But uh, again, Scott, that's, that's like a, a great choice. And, and, and I know because like that, that record came out like uh, the facelift record came out. 90? 89, 90, 90. And, and again, it, it, for, for me, it was it was kind of like a seamless transition. And, and you, I remember listening to uh, like Ricky Rockman or maybe it was Adam Curry or whomever was like quoting uh, Alice, uh, excuse me, uh, Axl Rose saying like my favorite Seattle band is Alice in Chains. And they basically had the same sort of like really like stacked hairsprayed hair at that point too. Uh, and uh, Christ, anybody who has that, that experience, like first listening to uh, We Die Young, yeah, you knew that that's like, this was people will will make the argument later, like oh well, grunge is like a totally different thing, and that's why Pretty Boy Floyd wasn't able to sell so many records, or that's why Warrant was like put out of a job. It's like fuck you, like Alice Chains was heavy metal, all right, and you know the same thing with Soundgarden too. Granted, they 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 expanded, extended the genre. And they had great fucking vocalists. No Lane question. Staley, mm-hmm. you know, rest his soul. It's like you, you put on those records, you listen to either uh, any of the Alice in Chains stuff or the Mad Season record, just a fucking distinct voice and it, it, inimicable. Just, just a great singer. Good choice, Scott. I'm actually. Mm-hmm. Well, and the beauty of that too was, you know, Jerry Cantrell's playing was just, you know, incendiary. And then his, his ability to, um, Seeing the backups to Lane's vocal was just all just yeah, can't unbelievable. Always there doing the, the, the backup harmony. No question. Uh, and, and, and and certainly Jerry has like gone on. He released uh, several solo records in his own right, and and the band is still touring, and they have a great singer who can't replace Lane Staley or his heroin addiction. But uh, what's yeah. the name of the new singer? I don't know the name. Will something. I can't remember. Yeah. But so we go from, uh, from Scott back to, uh, to Joey. You mentioned some people already. Uh, you know, chiming if we're, we're going to get into the nineties, like metal esque bands, then you- I'm chiming in D Snyder. Oh, Dude, yeah, he's, he's my number two. That was my last. That was my, I got him on my list too. Yep. I might change one right now. <laughs> you know what? Now I had to mention this guy because he he's probably the best singer that's actually one of the best singers that are out there still to this day right now. Who is this? That's Mainer from Tool. I mean, he, he's a metal singer. You know, he he, a good one. he brought it to a whole new level with lyrics and style and melody. And uh, he's another guy I've never heard, heard do a really bad show. Uh, 
you know, uh, I lived in Texas where this guy is, he was an, he's an enigma. He's a, he's an, he's a prophet to people down there. You know, they, for people who really have, a not much of a uh, connection with the outside world. Maynard is like their prophet and their God. And he tell you, he, he speaks the truth that they all want to hear. So, uh, I kind of release the shit out of me, you know, when people are like treated that way, but he is a great singer. He's an incredible singer. I don't think he's underrated really, to be honest with you, but he's definitely a metal singer. So I throw him in, in, in a batch too, but, okay. but D Schneider, uh, this it was this D Schneider is this overall great singer, great writer, great visionary, Awesome dude, one yeah. of the originator, one of the first v, VJs to do metal videos every third Thursday of the month. I still have him videotaped. I saw him on the Come Out and Play tour at the Spectrum. Oh yeah, they, they open up that. right. They open up for everybody, but when they played that show, man, I couldn't believe they filled it. First of all, and you know when they turn the lights on, and he's pointing to people in the third floor. You in a skirt in the third floor. You in the second floor. And it just the show was just like just nonstop, two and a half hours of just raw power. And T. Schneider was just so dead on. And if you're an East Coast person, you just you you're just eating it all up, you know. And and he just sings so good. You know, I don't care for what he's doing now these days, but uh, you know, he, he's definitely he's definitely a pioneer in, in my book. You know, and he's a uh, yeah, he's kind of in the same class, like kind of Blackie Lawless in a lot of ways too. You know, oh, you're his latest one for the love of metal. That- yeah, he, he should write his own stuff. <laughs> I, I like it though; it's a good, it's a good CD. Yeah, I, I think uh, D. Snyder has just always been. It just seems to be the voice of the metalheads. He, you know, the things that we said back then, the things that we needed, the things that we wanted. They were in all those songs. And you listen to, you know, the, the fans of Twisted Sister, the fans of D. Snyder, who got past, you know, the one or two hits per record, listening to, you know, Burn in Hell, SMF, you know, the B sides, the C sides. Um, when Come Out and Play came out and people were calling that some kind of sellout record, I thought that record was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Some really like, high level production finally you know i thought that uh, stay hungry was done really well but you know they took it up a notch for come out and play and i thought their record was great yeah and uh to see them do it like if you if you watch the the documentary which we'll get to talk about at some point you know it's no doubt that they were going to get famous when when you watch that documentary and you see how many people were opposed to them getting bigger than they were it is just unbelievable oh yeah yeah, and and indeed, kind of like as I think people have mentioned here, is like he becomes almost the sort of like mascot of like mid '80s metal. His hair, the makeup, his really sort of like again his persona, his persona in, in in the sense that he's kind of like as he testified before Congress. He's it, an SMF. He is an SMF, but he's like a really smart dude as well he, he, he you know he, he kind of uh, almost sort of like gets you in a way where it's like oh i underestimated you you're actually an intelligent dude who Much knows like what us. you're talking about speaks english fluently and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I, language the, the sort of peak that they reached with uh uh the, the record stay hungry uh, unfortunately, sort of like came crashing down with like come out and play, 
and you know they they made some unfortunate decisions there uh, but there are some really great tracks on that record uh but you know to to lead off with like ah, shit you know the cover of the leader of the pack and they had like some other sort of like <sighs> corny be cruel to your school yeah. but alice cooper was on that track i think you know like but they had like some really hard metal songs oh yeah that. right but uh, at, at that point they, they had like made a cartoony uh sort of like <laughs> bad decision and uh they they never recovered from that now again we, we still admire them but uh uh they, they could have been greater uh, they made they made some bad decisions we will have to say but uh little, so, little don Dawkins singing backups on that record um maybe i oh, think so and they they opened that tour too so docking on locking key i think opened that uh tour they did the spectrum tour, I saw, yep. yeah yeah they did. California too. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember it as a Dawkins record. Just any opportunity oh, I have Doc. to. Uh, poor Dawkins. Or, or, or uh, I think it was uh, Carrie who jumped the line. But uh, Joey, did you have another uh, underrated singer besides Paul Shortino of Rough Cut? Uh, well, like I said, underrated. You know, actually underrated. Uh, Midnight from Crimson Glory. Uh, I thought that he was really out of his time. Uh, and, and Tony Hornell too. Oh man, so I, like I, I really like a lot of those high pitched singers. You know? Yeah, yeah. We really haven't talked about Jeff Tate for some reason. Dude. That's They're good. Just brilliant. Crazy uh, for Water is awesome. But uh, Midnight would be in that, in that same position. You know, and he, you know, he passed away and stuff. But uh, I started listening to them a little bit more lately in the last past year. My friend uh, Bob Pearl kind of really got me uh, turned on to them and. Uh, I think he's he's doing a lot of cool stuff with his voice. Uh, yeah, I'm not really good at, like narrowing things down to one person. Right. Just, What's Bansy in? Crimson Glory. Crimson, Crimson Glory. Glory. Oh, sorry, yeah. All right. It was Midnight. Come on, man. How do you not? I don't know a lot of these things. I I might go back and listen to some Kicks. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Maybe we should do a field trip. Maybe. I don't. I don't need a metalhead field trip. Come on, again. you've been listening. You know I don't like things with bad names. It just hurts me. It is a bad name, but right. actually, it's the, it's early kicks are awesome. awesome. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> All right, so uh, to John, John, you got another underrated, uh, it, underrated. You know, I'm kind of tapped out. D was the last one on my list. All right, uh, I, you know, I just we we had briefly mentioned Cornell. Who deserves a, a deeper discussion? I think I yeah. like Jeff Keith from Tesla. We didn't even see Mike Patton. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I wasn't going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so that's your three. Then who's missing? Then who's missing? We need one from Kerry, and he, we, we need one more from Scott. Can we can we throw out just like uh, just like lightning round like other singers that we? Yeah. Okay, so they're they're we talked about like okay, so Cookie Monster singers. Definitely don't do it for me. Like uh, the, the sort of extended falsettos don't do it for me. But again, there's like some singers that we know that like uh, really set people's teeth on edge. Um, but at some points, they're like they're pretty awesome. And but it, nevertheless, you have to be fans of the music. So you know, lightning round is that what we're doing here? Jeff Tate, <laughs> Axl Rose. Yeah, exactly. Lightning round. Lightning round. Getting late. Hours later. 
you can just like sleep on the floor. Water. <laughs> <laughs> King Diamond. So these are all great singers. Yeah, I'm going to throw Claudio Sanchez into that mix. Who? From Coheed and Cambria. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a good singer. I, re- I referenced this guy earlier in my in my, uh, in my intro, but um, Udo Dirkschneider, I love. And, don't um, don't wake up Carrie. What's that? Don't wake up Carrie. Udo's great. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Restless and Wild came out in 82. Man, that was some pretty heavy stuff for 82. And his voice sounds great. Even on that early, the earlier records, he sounds really good. He's got another distinctive. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they were another band that opened for everybody throughout the 80s. I mean, they opened for Kiss on the Lick It Up tour. Then they opened for Maiden. And I saw them in the, with Dio. I mean, they were just everywhere in the 80s. They were great. Yeah, all Scott. Right. I, I seen them at Tower Theater. It was Twisted Sister, except followed by Kiss. Well, not followed by, but kids. Were you that? Oh, that? was that the Lick It Up tour? Or no, that, that was. Uh, I don't I think remember was, Twisted Sister being on that bill. Yeah, I remember that bill too. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to throw out uh, Neil Fallon from Clutch. Excellent. Yeah. Love, love, his stuff. love yep. that that Clutch Clutch record, the '95 record. Heavy, all of them, super heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Moore from Riot. Yeah. Yeah, that Thunder Steel record, dude. He just like skates over the top of that whole thing. If you don't know that record, you're missing out. Club. I don't know, but not that early, early riot stuff with the with the Harper Seal. <laughs> this one's got a tank on the cover. There's also well, there's a robot in there too, right? It's like a, yeah, it's like a like a, a dude riding a tank or something. All right, what what else we got? How about Dave Menachetti? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Who? David Ryan Caddy from Y and T. Y and T. I knew you. Were. Uh, I should have just assumed it was Y and T. About Mark Stores. Who's that? Mark Stores. I think you pronounce his name from Crocus. Yeah. Oh, Mark's. Him and Klaus Mine. Yeah, with both those. Oh guys. yeah, Klaus Mine. Yeah. But yeah. Mark Stores from uh, Crocus. I mean, actually, you, you, I, I just found out recently the re- reason why Crocus uh, kind of like uh, died in America it had a lot to do with D. Schneider actually. Yeah, there's a really yeah. D. Schneider uh, kind of created a whole campaign against him because uh, they ripped off his wife's. Uh, his wife was a designer. She designed a bunch of clothes for him, and they act like a bunch of rock stars that didn't pay him. And then D. Schneider kind of wanted to campaign mm-hmm. out of them. So yeah, I heard that too, uh, Joe. Uh, I think it was yeah. I think I just heard that in an interview. But you know, D. Schneider once again is like on the lines with Gene Simmons. My God, if you take a dollar out of his pocket, look out. You're the worst. <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why those guys have music careers. <laughs> careers. Well, we're doing a lightning round. I want to throw one more in the ring here before we're done. But uh, Doug Pinnock of King's X. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Uh, highly, highly underrated. The guy should have been way more famous as a band. They should have been more famous. Yeah. They, were, they were, I don't know what their deal was that they couldn't. Uh, they were just. Band. Couldn't do it. They're a Christian band. Is that what it was? No, they were never were a Christian band. They got labeled as a Christian band, but they were never officially a Christian band. Yeah, they didn't have Christian they were, theme. They were, they were above that in, in in a way, in the sense that they never really explicitly like uh, like Striper got into like theology. Um, they had just like such a tremendous sound, though. Uh, yeah, three part harmonies were unbelievable. Three piece, yeah. The, the great records, mm-hmm. Greg Goes to Nebraska, Faith, Hope, and Love, uh, 
out of the silent planet. What's our guitar player's name? Ty Tabor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, there he, would do these, he would do these interviews, and they'd be like, so what kind of rig are you doing? He's like, it's a secret. <laughs> and then like, he sued his guitar tech because his guitar tech told somebody what he was doing, and we're all just like, if you're not going to tell anybody, then nobody's going to care anymore. You know, it's like, you, this is not something, you know, you sound good, but you don't sound good. Like people are going to steal your guitar rig. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's mostly like uh, the blood of virgins that makes the guitar sound this way. Just say that. Just put it all out of Like I, I just listened to after having just seen in the past couple months, uh, LA guns. I'm going to throw out some Phil Lewis for y'all. Anybody else? Great singers. Ah, uh, the singer of Halloween. I, mean, I can't. I, yes. uh, I don't remember his name. I forget his name, but he has great talent. Not the guitar player who sang the actual singer. The real singer, yeah. He did the actual song, Halloween. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Michael Kisk. Yeah. Kiski. Kiski or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Not, uh, not Kai Hansen. We're going we're gonna to yeah. have to like, mention also Robert Plant. Okay. Until we have to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love our plan, dude. I'm, I love his solo career, but I definitely did not throw him in the metal singer. But I put him out there because great front man hits the high notes, just great articulation of the lyrics. Just, just well, then you gotta see Bon Scott. You gotta see <laughs> right. Bon Scott, and that opens up a whole different can of worms. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I like yeah. Brian, Brian Johnson. This is getting into like Ian Gillen, Dan McCafferty. I don't think you go there. I think, I think. All right. I'd like to thank all the people for listening. Uh, these were all our picks, uh, the best and, uh, and underrated. If you have any more, go to uh, our webpage at uh, Facebook or go to the Anchor, uh, Anchor app and leave a comment and voicemail. Yeah. Good night, gentlemen. And I use the term gentlemen very <coughs> extremely loosely. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah. All right. Good hanging out, you guys. Have a good time. Thanks. All right. Ladies.